And welcome back to Under the Service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, sir, how are you? Good, thank you. Very good. Good. How are you? Exhausted. Yeah, I bet you are. Exhausted. Been a long month? Mm, it's been a while. Yes, yes. The uh, delight of travelling back and forth from Adelaide to Mount Gambier every week to teach students about hospitality and getting nowhere with it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was it was nice to visit Mount Gambia. Yeah. Um, just to kind of get down there and see what had changed. Um, mm-hmm. And the town looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks inviting. Um, that railway area it's behind gorgeous. the old centre. Yeah. It's amazing what they've done there. Yeah. Um, and they've got a big arts centre. Yeah, I don't know if it's in development or if it's in planning there as well, which is meant to hire, like house a music venue and I think maybe a gallery. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, they've redone the Olympic Park, which why you've got oh, yeah. a area in Gamby called Olympic Park, it never ceases to amaze me. Um, but that is looking pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah the town's looking good. Oh. It was interesting to walk through and see one of the last surviving sanities. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I that I used to frequent that place often. It was a go-to. Uh, so for yourself, you were at Mount, weren't you? Oh, I was at Mount. Uh, similar, not too far away was the school I went to, Tennyson. And, you know, Thursday afternoons walking into the city to hang out and just generally be miscreants mm-hmm. and... Stopping past the sanity, mm-hmm. what's been released, what can we pick up? Um, I mean, I was from Mount, so I wagged. Well, yeah. yeah. I was Not, too cool for school. Yeah, I mean, where my house was was literally just up the hill from Tennyson. So there uh, were occasions okay. where I just walked up the hill. Yep. I was just like, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I cannot believe that there is one. It must make money. Yeah, apparently so – I posted a photo onto like my Snapchat about the sanity and somebody who still lives in the Mount and was working in a bank or something said, yeah, they bring in big money. That's crazy. But so they don't just contain CDs. No. They do contain Blu-rays and uh, DVDs. Mm-hmm. They also have a fucking large collection of jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? It's ridiculous how much is that is that is that what saved sanity? Yeah. Jigsaws. Apparently, apparently everyone getting COVID and having to do jigsaw puzzles at home is what saved them. Wow. What a fucking weird concept. That is insane. Um but it turns out it's not the only one left in SA. There are two more. There was one at Teachy Plaza for ages. There was like... one at Marion for ages. Yeah. Uh the ones that are left are Mount Barker. Okay. Because, you know, still regional. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and Manapara. At the Manapara Shopping Centre. Yeah, so we think of uh, 
Yeah. Socioeconomic areas. Not saying anything about anyone, but mm. makes sense. I mean, there's a JB Hi-Fi at Manapara, so they probably all go to JB yeah, Hi-Fi probably. to be honest with you. Um, unless they're a sucker for, you know, vintage and then they'll go to Sanity. Unless they're looking for a jigsaw puzzle to pick up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was cool. It was kind of cool to visit in the mountain, but yeah, glad to be up here for at least another week before I fuck off to Victor Harbour for two weeks. At least that's not too bad, I guess. Yeah, I'm still trying to. Fe- I'm still trying to work out if they're gonna make me stay down there or mm. if they're going to make me drive back and forth every day, mm-hmm. which is only about an hour drive from my place. But yeah, um, we will wait and see. Lovely. However, we have some other things to do today. We do. We have to celebrate. Hey, two years we've been doing this. Two years. Thank you very Crazy. much. Crazy. I know. Thank you everyone for listening for two years. You delusional people. Um, we very much appreciate you. We do. Um, you know, it's kind of nice that we get uh, friends and family that talk to us and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not shit. Yeah. Um, and then disagree with everything one of us has said. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's why we're here. Yeah, you know, look, if we, we're... We don't even agree with each other, so... Oh, fuck no. You know, it's and it's okay to not agree. Of course it is. It's okay for other people to be wrong and for me to be right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is really uh, special that we've been able to do this for two years and, yes, there are many breaks that we take, but like we always say, we don't do this as a full-time career. We have lives that we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got these weird little humans that keep following us around, calling us dad, and we're like, oh, shit, you're back again. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've got jobs. You're playing soccer like a madman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people what happened? Uh, I got booted in the face. <laughs> like I'm talking, like, the best way to describe it is a reverse curb stomp. It wasn't nice. Um, so if I start slurring words or anything, I might be concussed. I did have to do a little concussion test. I passed because I said the guy who kicked me is number three and I'm going to kick the fucker. <laughs> and the guy laughed and went, yeah, you're fine. So, um, Did he at least get a yellow card? Oh, oh man, the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain how I got kicked in the face because I need to physically show you and that's not very good no, podcasting. That's not very good for good radio. But needless to say... The referee called a free kick for my team. Mm-hmm. I was where the ball was and where the guy who on the other team gave away the free kick. He was laying on the ground. I was bent over. He scissor kicked me in the face. Um, I fell over, well, clearly, because I just got booted in the face. Um, it was right in front of our crowd and our crowd went absolutely mental. So... The first thing I did was I was laying face down. I was like, had my hands on my face, pushing against my teeth. And I'm like, all right, my teeth are all there. Then I realized my nose really hurt. I'm like, fuck, he's broken my nose. Look, kind of lift my head up, see that I've got blood in my hands. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep laying here until this guy, like I'll Mm. let my teammates have a little scuffle or whatever. I'll just lay down and play the victim. Anyway. I can hear that it's all settled down. So I get up, check my nose. My nose, I don't think is broken because I can, like, it 
didn't hurt to touch. So I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I realized I had a, like some blood mm-hmm. and I look at the ref and he's just waiting for me to take a free kick. And I'm like, uh, are you going to send him off? Mm-hmm. And he goes, why? I'm like, he just booted me in the fucking face. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at my face. I'm bleeding. He's like, oh, you are. And he walked over there and then gave him a yellow. And I'm like, <laughs> that is when I lost my shit and I started losing my mind at the referee. And he's like, you have to go off because you're bleeding. I'm like, you have to send him off because he's kicked me in the fucking face. And then I lost my shit and was probably lucky that he didn't send me off for abusing him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that guy got away with it. What a fuck with. Yeah, I know. It was. Uh, I'm guessing afterwards you didn't shake hands. No, I did. Because um, you're, you're a man. I'm a man. And you're above all that if, bullshit. If he if he fucking fell over near me, I was going to boot him in the face, <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so, he, he managed to keep himself upright to avoid oh, that. Well, my argument would have been, it's only a yellow. Yeah, I'll happily take a yellow. <laughs> As you come charging in from halfway down the pitch, just to yeah. stomp him in the face. Ah, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Fun times, fun yeah. times. See, this is why you should consider lawn bowls. It's a non-contact sport. <laughs> Don't worry. I would somehow manage to still get booted in the face in lawn bowls. <laughs> Those 80-year-old, I, have, I have that face. Those 80-year-old spinsters, they, uh, they know how to throw down if need be. I bet they do. <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to celebrate. We're going to yep. celebrate. Uh, some people who are also celebrating birthdays with us. Yeah, we done this last birthday. I think we rattled off a couple of albums that were having mm-hmm. anniversaries. Yeah, this year. And then we're also going to pay homage to some of our favorite albums or favorite bands' second albums. Yeah, because this is our second birthday. So put it all together, folks. Yeah, the <laughs> their I believe the technical term is sophomore. Sophomore album. That They're is sophomore correct. Sophomore album. You're so American. Yeah, <laughs> sophomore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All righty. So this one you put down, this is someone who's celebrating their 10th birthday. Sorry, when you said this is the story of a girl, <laughs> that's my, my mind just started singing that. I mean, that's fair enough. You put this first one down, someone who's celebrating their 10th birthday, Frank Ocean with Channel Orange. Yeah, did you, did, you, did you listen to much Frank Ocean? I've no. never listened to any. Uh, oh, wow. I, I know of him, Yeah, but I've never really like stopped and listened to Frank Ocean. I think you dig him. He's, he's pretty low-key, isn't he? He's nothing crazy. Nah, nothing crazy. Just like um, R&B, soul. Mm. But like, mod, like modern R&B still has beats. Yeah. But um. He was part of Odd Future, who's Tyler the Creator and L Sweatshirt. Oh, yes. So he features, I mean, I don't listen to much L Sweatshirt, but he featured on a few tracks with Tyler the Creator on Tyler's albums. Yes. Um, fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic album. Um, can't believe it's 10 years old. When I seen <laughs> that, I was freaked out. Obviously... Most people would know the song Lost, which is just an amazing, amazing uh, song. Um, the other song off it was Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. That's uh, mm. very, very, yeah, actually 
You might know Sierra Leone as well. They're both it singles. rings a bell. They're both singles. Um, yeah, fantastic. fantastic I think I have album. to give him have to give him a crack. You have to. Yes, it's tenth birthday, so exactly. You have to. The I, big I, one, I, I have to at least him, do him the favor then. Yeah. Um. You know. So yeah, great album. Happy birthday to Frank Ocean. I believe it's ten. Um, albums are celebrating their twentieth mm. birthday. Which, you know, when we think back to it, that's some of our formative years. Yes, yes, for sure. You know, the early 2000s uh, when we're kind of discovering ourselves and music. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were some really big ones that came along through this time. Uh, Just going to rattle off a few here and then if there's any that I miss, please, by all means, yell at me. Um, Eminem's Eminem Show. Uh, Chili Peppers, by the way. One by one by Foo Fighters. Uh, one that we most recently did a deep dive on, mm-hmm. Songs of the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it, idiots. Um, uh, Untouchables by Korn. Uh, still this album by uh, System of a Down. Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls by Murder Dolls. Uh, Justified by Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Original Pirate Material by The Streets. Yep. I was so glad you put this on the list because I'd forgotten about it. The Queen of the Dam soundtrack. Mm. And Songs About Jane by Maroon 5. Yeah. There's some big ones in there. I know there's one that I missed, but it's someone, one that you're particularly fond of, um, which was Oceanic by Isis. Yep. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts on anything particular from those? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Eminem show by Eminem. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that. When that mm-hmm. came out, because I really, really was into Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, and uh, without me, the kind of lead single off that album mm. uh, reminds me of our Glossop Exchange, because um, that was that had only just came out, and when we had like the formal, the DJ played that song, and everyone went fucking mental. Um, so yeah, like it's a great album. Um, Oceanic Isis. Isis are just fucking brilliant. Absolutely adore Isis. Um, the band. The, the band. The band. band. I, the band to, to the <laughs> FBI. The band. Um, yeah, absolutely just ball-crushingly heavy. Um, fantastic, fantastic band and, and mm. album. Um, one you did miss, Alive or Just Breathing by Killswitch Engage. Um. Those first two albums by Killswitch Engage, Alive and Just Breathing and End of Heartache, uh, mm. both fantastic albums. Um, but Alive or Just Breathing with My Serenade, My Serenade really got me into Killswitch. Um, but overall, that album is fantastic. See, I was I was never a huge Killswitch guy. Mm. Like I liked some of their singles. You know, End of Heartache was a big one. Mm. Um, and I think My Serenade as well, but like, I could never get into the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not a big metalcore fan, and that those two albums just done it for me. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, another one. Stone Sour is self-titled. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big Stone Sour fan. I liked a couple of songs off of it. Yeah. Like a Monolith, I really dug. Inhale. Inhale was pretty decent. Um, no, I'm not a very big Stone Sour fan, but. We can tie this in with Murder Dolls, I guess. It was the first time we got to see 
Corey, Jim, and then Joey without masks. Yep. Um, we got to see them do something a little bit different because for the longest time we've just known those guys as all oh, Slipknot. Yeah. And now here they are doing their own thing. And I remember it being massive. Mm. And, um, yeah, I was way more into Murder Dolls. That album is fucking brilliant. It's one of my all-time favourite albums. Uh, the combination of uh, Joey and Wednesday 13. Mm. Just It's just fun, like, goth punk rock yeah, type thing. How obnoxiously <laughs> rude and funny. Um, my friend Steve and I absolutely flogged that album. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just brilliant, just like the horror punk. Um, yeah, so there's some like uh, some big albums there, like um, like for me, Untouchables by Corn. Yep, uh, a huge album for like kind of getting me really into the sound of Corn. That's where I discovered them from, and then went back and rediscovered all the other stuff. But you know. Um, here to stay, uh, thoughtless. Thoughtless. One of the first ones I kind of taught my well, learned how to play on bass. Mm. Um, I fucking loved that album. Uh, one that I didn't mention before was "A Rush of Blood to the Head" by Coldplay. Now I know you're not potentially the highest, uh, the biggest no. of Coldplay fans. No, I'm not. I fucking loved that album. Yeah, it's and really, really beautiful. Yeah, I mean. It's Coldplay. You can't really deny how massive Coldplay, well, I guess still are, but definitely yeah. were then. Um, yeah, Coldplay never really done it for me, but like huge. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some of the, the – a couple of the tracks on that album did get played to death. Mm-hmm. But like from where we were at the time, I was just like this is, this is just beautiful music. And it was the yeah. first time like because I spent a lot of time around, you know, Slipknot, Corn, System of a Down, Murder Dolls, uh, all those kind of heavier things. This is the kind of the first real avenue where I was just like, ah, oh, I kind of like mellow music at mm. times. Well, an album that funnily enough done that for me was Songs About Jane, Maroon 5. Again, not a huge Maroon 5 fan, but yeah. um, I know they were huge. Mm, that first album mm-hmm. I think is just pop rock genius. I think it's amazing um like front to back as well like it's it's a non-skippable album for me i mean i won't defend their more recent stuff (laughs) but songs about jane i'll die on that hill that it's a great album oh absolutely now still this album by system of a down is an interesting one it's a very interesting one because for me, I was like, meh, and it was one that took ages to grow on me. And I don't really know why. Um, but I know when it first came out, I was like, um, has it got Boom? Yeah, Boom, ADD. I, I think um, it was Boom. I was like, Boom's great. And then the rest of it, I was like, I can leave it. But then... I think it was the first time we saw a softer side of system because you go through yeah. later on you got like theater waves, ego brain, roulette, a, a softer softer tracks. And the way it was always always pitched was it was B-sides. 
Yeah, so it's I never think like that's the, what killed it for me was I was like, oh, they're just throwaway songs. Yeah, but some of those, like that album. Oh, yeah, like real. Chicken Stew. Yeah, that's in, a great in a vision. Um, fuck, what's some of the other ones? I can't even remember. But they were just. Yeah. It's a. But I can understand why it would take a while for people to get attached to it. Because, mm. yeah, the way it was presented was just like, oh, this is just a bunch of other shit that we did. Yeah. Yeah, well, the bunch of other shit you did was really good. Yeah. And in recent years, I believe half the bands say, no, it's actually that was an album. And then the yeah. other half are like the B sides. Yeah. So there's still that kind of like. It was. Well, I think it's um, Serge's favorite album of theirs. Yeah, I could understand that. I, I could think see it's that. Serge's. I think also uh, it goes back to a theory that you've uh, posited on the show many, many times um, during the past two years that this was their third album. So this is the one where they start to get a little bit more creative. Yeah. Start to do a little – if you look at it from that aspect, you're like, okay, Mm. branching out a little bit and you can kind of see the contrast or the the styles and how they kind of shift a little bit in towards – Hypnotize and mesmerize. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bring that up. Wanted to quickly say, Queen of the Damn sa- Queen of the Damn soundtrack. One of the best soundtrack like albums ever. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. system with Chester singing it. Jonathan mm-hmm. Davis. Jonathan Davis like composing a heap of it. Yeah. Wayne Static on there. Uh, Change by Deftones. It was essentially a new metal fucking haven. Oh, so good. Cold by Static X. Mm. There's just like good shit everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Finally, a good Papa Roach song. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was so good. I made him. I made him choke. You made me die. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, but yeah, lots of good shit. Yes. So happy 20th birthday to everything there. Happy birthday. 25 years. Mm. Any a little bit older. Homework, Daft Punk. Uh, the Colour and Shape by Foo Fighters. OK Computer by Redhead. Uh, Nimrod, Green Day, Dude Ranch, Link 182. The Spawn soundtrack, Reload by Metallica. Mm-hmm. And then, lest, us, lest we forget, Spice World by the Spice Girls. Yes. Now, it's interesting you put that on there because we kind of, Everyone kind of rags on the Spice Girls, but they were fucking massive and that album was huge. Mm, uh, going with our second birthday thing as well. It was their mm-hmm. second album. Was it really? Yeah, so they released Spice in 96 oh, and then right. Spice World in 97. Um, yeah, but, I mean, for those not in the know, <laughs> uh, it had Spice Up Your Life, uh, Stop, uh, oh, man. Right now. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, you know, bangers. But, um, yeah, Spice Girls took over the world, really. Um, so, you know, paying respects where it's due. But yeah. I think, obviously, for this podcast and for us too, it's uh, OK Computer. That is the massive one there. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, like I'm looking at that track list and it's ludicrous absolutely ludicrous you've got lucky airbag uh paranoid android uh feel happier um 
Karma Police. Karma Police. Exit Music. Yes. No surprises. Was Exit Music on that one? Mm, it is. Subterranean, Homesick Alien. Oh, what a fucking jam. Mm. So, yeah, like, what? Probably the greatest alternative album. Definitely, if not the greatest, one of the most influential. Oh, definitely one of the most influential, for sure. Think about, you know, 25 years ago, that's, you know, 1997. Mm -hmm. Think about a bunch of the indie stars that came through after that. Mm. They're all just like, oh, yeah, fucking Radiohead. They're sick. Yeah. But what what an amazing album. Yeah. You, You know, there's so many absolute... Amazing tracks on there. You can understand why they're for their period. Tom York and all the rest didn't want to play tracks on there because it was massive and they have a lot of other really good music. Doesn't yeah. You know, you could almost make the case that that is when you look at Radiohead, that is kind of like a best of Radiohead. Looking looking at the amount of good tracks that came off that album. Yeah. Is it like is it my favorite Radiohead album? Mm, <laughs> on any given day, maybe, but mm. It's the album that got me into Radiohead. Mm. So it'll always have like a yeah. bit of me going, oh, it might be my favourite. But, yeah, it's like you said, it's just got so many big songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's very hard to top, I think, as one of the best alternative albums ever yeah. made, really. Um, now I put the Spawn soundtrack, which you were kind of like, haven't seen it. Um, surprise, surprise, I haven't seen a movie. Yeah. I thought you might have heard the album though. Mm. Anywho, just to refresh people's memories, uh, it's got Filter, Can't You Trip Like I Do, uh, a Sneaker Pimps and Manson doing Long Hard Road Out of Hell, um, Kick the PA with Corn and the Dust Brothers, uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Remix by DJ Spooky, uh, Stabbing Westwood's on it, if people remember them, um, The Prodigy with Tom Morello, Spawn by Silverchair, Henry Rollins is on it, Incubus do Familiar, Slayer's on it with Atari Teenage Riot. So lots of collabs like the Queen mm. of the Damn soundtrack. Um, Did you say Incubus? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. I just remember it being a great album. Um, oh, I do want to say that first one you mentioned there, uh, Can't You Trip Like I Do by Filter. What a great tune. Filter are good. Filter are very underrated. They are um, very underrated. They need, they need more love in the world. They do. Uh, but, yeah, what a huge album. Uh, but, yeah, again, never seen the film. Yeah, I mean... It looks really bad now. Like the the visual effects on it are horrible, even for the time. Um, But the soundtrack, woof, 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 woof. Now you laughed. Mm. Reload Metallica. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's some big songs on there. Is there? Fuel, Memory Remains, Unforgiven 2. You know, there's a couple of them there. I mean, those are three good ones, but there's not necessarily... Like I like the Devil's Dance. I like mm. that. It's a good song. But anyway, um, you know, Metallica are massive. They were fucking huge in the nineties. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take anything away from them there, but so you know, yeah. so some good, good 25th birthdays there. Mm. Very much so. Uh, 30. We're nearly getting close to my age. Uh, automatic for the people. REM. Self-titled by Raging Against the Machine. Uh, Angel Dust. Faith No More. Dirt. Allison Change. Broken. Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Vulgar Display of Power by Pantera. Core, Stowe Temple Pies, and Opiate by Tool. Tool, yeah. Some, uh, early Tool. Early, early Tool. It's interesting. That, uh, we know Tool, I keep saying Tool. This is all from my New Zealanders. Tool. Um, we know Tool's been around forever, but you kind of, when you put it into perspective like that, 30 years ago, they released Opiate. Mm. Um, I mean... Is it an album? Probably not, but, you know. It's still worth celebrating. It's the start of Tool. That's the thing. It's the start of Tool. So well done them for bringing out Opiate 30 years ago, you psycho bastards. Um, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. What a fucking album. Bomb track, killing in the name, mm. bullet in the head, know your enemy, wake up, freedom. Get the fuck out of here. As a, as a debut album in 92. Yeah. 92. I remember when we were doing our discussion of uh, new metal mm. and we kind of, I think we kind of, I don't want to say we glossed over Rage Against the Machine, but... I'm not necessarily saying they're new metal, but that mm. kind of influence of like kind of rap sound with a good rock sound mm. kind of probably, you know, led a lot of new bands to kind of go, oh, we can kind of mix those two sounds together and make it sound good. Mm. Some of us are going to make it sound like fucking shit, but there are some ones that have, you know, tapped into it. So well, yeah, inspirational I mean, as fuck. Rage Against the Machine and another one who's best. 30th birthday it is in Faith No More. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where new metal got their influence from. Yeah. I don't include them as new metal bands. No, no, I could absolutely understand that. Because new metal, I mean, if you look it up, new metal was started with Corn and POD. Yeah. Good old POD. POD. Um, um, so, but you can see, like you said, it was – Really aggressive hip hop that, like rock and yeah. metalheads, kind of went ah cool. Like you can, there is something to this rapping because it yeah. was so divided. Oh, absolutely. Um, Faith No More is a bit is a bit of a weird one because he didn't rap really. No, I think it was more the sound, like yeah. the instrument. In, the instrumentation more so. of all the songs for Faith No More was more the inspiration. Uh, yeah, we can definitely understand that. Got to throw it out there only yeah. because they're apparently touring. Mm-hmm. Pantera are coming back to a stage somewhere. Firstly, yeah. it's not Pantera. No. It's, it's a tribute. Yeah, it's Phil and What's-His-Face. <laughs> Rex. Rex. Rex Brown. For fuck's sake. 
It's Phil and Rex and, Phil and two Rex. generic nobodies. <laughs> I don't know who's playing with them. So Zach Wild. Oh, Zach Wild's one. And um, Anthrax drummer. So Zach Wild and some generic nobody <laughs> coming through to play. Vulgar display of power mm. is a fucking absolute like metal oh. album. It's just pure awesome. You got Walk. Fucking hostile. This love. Absolute fucking jam. Mouth for war. Mouth for war. A new level. Just like I think because of, you know, Dimebag's unfortunately passing, Phil being a little bit of a weird person, I think Pantera sometimes get pushed aside for just being a bunch of redneck dumb fucks and not people don't appreciate how fucking awesome they are at actually playing heavy metal mm. and you know that album's just brilliant it was like yeah. one of the one of the first albums that admittedly discovered much later that jim and i would listen to a fair bit mm. because we just fucking loved it yeah yeah i i always loved walk mm-hmm. i mean i think every metal head was like yeah walk Three. yeah Spent. even if you didn't like pantera you're like walk what walk do you say um and I was a bit the same with Pantera. It was a bit later that I was like, fuck. Like, they're just. They go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking bone crushing. And to think that that's 30 years old. Yeah. Like, you put it on now and it sounds brilliant and it's still fucking bone crushing. It's just got that, that groove. It's got a. It does. It does have. It's got. Aggression and groove. And that was Vinnie Paul. Yeah. Vinnie was just an insane drummer. He yeah. was like a fucking robot and like he played with baseball bats pretty much. Like he, oh, fuck, he could hit. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised when you put R.E.M. on here. I mean, it's, R.E.M. It's R.E.M. A, uh, automatic for the people man. is awesome. Everybody hurts. Mm-hmm. Man on the Moon, probably one of my all-time favorite tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, night swimming. Yeah, they. Um, I think in Australia they probably don't get the amount of respect that they should. Mm-hmm. They were fucking humongous. They were absolutely huge. Um, I can understand if people don't like the music. Yeah, but oh, great band. Great band. Um, like you said, uh, Everybody Hurts. Huge song. Oh, Man huge. on the Moon. Man on the Moon is, yeah, like I said, one of my all-time favourite tracks. Song about Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen the Man on the Moon film, a film I have actually seen hey. a couple of times with Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And if you ever get a chance to watch the documentary about uh, Jim and Andy, I think it was on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Don't know if it's still on there or not. Definitely go out of your way to check it out. It's really, really um, an amazing insight. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. I missed the opportunity to see Tony Clifton. Oh, yeah, Clifton. yeah, yeah. Yeah, while I was in America because I didn't discover who Andy Kaufman was until about two months after I got back and then I lost my shit. That would have been cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, R.E.M., phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Such a massive album, so it had to, Absolutely. Had to go in there to, to say happy birthday. Yeah. A couple of uh, albums that are 
turning old man age, so 35. Um, Our age. Oh, you're not 35. Close enough. You're still young. You've still got your whole life ahead of you. Um, Joshua Tree by U2. Sign of the Times, Prince. And Kick by NXS. Now, I'm going to go on record and say, not really a fan of any of these. Like, I don't, I appreciate certain songs for them, but like, I've never been an NXS guy. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a Prince guy. I know you're a Prince guy. Yeah. You fucking love Prince. Yeah. I mean, Sign of the Times is just classic. Yeah. At this point. But I think. in excess, I'm a bit surprised. You don't, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not about the in excess. No, I'm never, it just never appealed to me. No, no, and I, I mean, it, like, I mean, there's a lot of big songs on there. So like, new sensation, mm-hmm. devil inside, need you tonight, mm-hmm. never tear us apart, Ugh. mystify, and kick. Ugh. Like that's, I ran out of fingers. Six or seven <laughs> singles. <laughs> 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 That's six or seven massive fucking singles. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the problem for me is I think In Excess got ruined because of Never Tear You Apart or whatever it is because every fucking sporting band has to play it. It's only poor. Yeah, but it feels like every band. because like <laughs> we live in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, oh, shut up. But you can't really. Um, I can't deny that it is. Like these are like. Uh, what was it? Need you tonight? Yeah, need you tonight. I, I, I don't mind that one. I don't mind a couple of those songs, but it's yeah. not, it's not like, eh, uh, take it or leave it. All right. Yeah. No, I'm a big in excess fan. I I won't say big. I am an in excess yeah. fan. I think we kind of forget how massive you two. Well, um, I mean, just quickly back on in excess. Yeah. I think people don't realize how fucking huge they were. They were they were monstrous. Sold out Wembley Stadium. Like that's not a small task. No. No, that's not the cranker. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the cranker. That's not even in the same country as the cranker. And they you, sold it out. You could fit in many crankers into oh, Wembley. So many a cranker fit into the Wembley. Um, <coughs> but, yeah, and you 2 I mean, I think people know you 2 are massive. Mm-hmm. But that album in particular, Joshua Tree, you've got Where the Streets Have No Name. Still haven't found what I'm looking for with or without you. Mm. It's uh, It was a big album for them. Quite, a, I'd say, an influential album. Yeah. That along with, um, I always mispronounce it, Uktung Baby. Yeah. Uktung, um, Aktung. Both of them were like massive albums. Yeah. I think U2 kind of gets a bad rap. And sometimes they bring it on themselves. It's Bono. Yeah, because, you know, he's the person at the front. Um, it's and, Bono. And let's be honest, when you're going around and you're calling yourself The Edge. <laughs> the Edge. You know, hello, I'm Edge, comma, The. Um, <laughs> you're going to get yourself a bit of a bad rap, but you can't deny how massive they are and how influential mm. they have been for oh, yeah. artists out there, you know, sure. putting Ireland on the map. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that small ragtag bunch of give me the cranberries. I'll take the cranberries over. <laughs> over give me the dropkick Murphys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Give me the dropkicks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We found Ireland. Oh no. Oh, give me the rubber bandits. Ooh. Yeah. Who are the rubber bandits? An Irish comedy rap duo. Oh fuck's sake. <laughs> 
phenomenal. <laughs> Everybody, check out the Rubber Bandits. Amazing. Uh, they perform with plastic bags on their head. Can they? Can they still breathe though? I mean, they can rap. So, like, I feel like that's not. It's not the best idea. No. Don't we teach our kids not to put fucking plastic bags on their head? Not until you're an adult. Not until you're an Irish adult who can rap. <laughs> then you can put a plastic bag on your head. I'm going to tell my kids that. Like Simon said. <laughs> if you grow up to be an Irish rapper, <laughs> you can have a plastic bag on your head. Um, no, but seriously. Gonna, kids are going to look at me and go, the fuck are you on about, Dad? <clears throat> rubber bandits. <laughs> fucking phenomenal. I'll show you after. Good, good. All right. You put this one specifically on for me. I did. So I appreciate that you put this next one on specifically for me, mm-hmm. uh, celebrating its 40th birthday, The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Maiden. Now, I know you're not a Maiden fan. No. I'm just assuming every song's like that. <laughs> ah. Bruce Dickerson wouldn't sing like that. I mean, he would, but, uh, but man, some absolute massive tracks off here. Obviously, you've got The Number of the Beast, mm-hmm. Run to the Hills, Hallowed Be Thy Name. 22 Acacia Avenue, some absolute fucking tunes. Mm. And again, someone, our band that kind of gets slept, uh, slept on a little bit is Iron Maiden. They've produced, I don't know how many fucking albums at this point. Mm. But we were kind of talking a little bit uh, before the start of uh, recording today about uh, bands we've seen live, et cetera. Iron Maiden live, what a show. Mm. One of, the best shows I've ever seen was seeing them at Soundwave and, you know, they bring the whole Eddie zombie walking on stage and Bruce fights him and all that yeah. sort of fun shit. It's a real spectacle seeing them live. So mm. this album is just, you know, I remember learning on bass Run to the Hills and being like this fucking love. It. Like it starts off, it's pretty standard in what you play, but then it's got the whole then little hook on it. It's just like, Doom, 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 doom. Run to the... It's just like, oh, man, this is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never got into Iron Maiden. I've always uh, respected what they do because yeah. they were part of that whole new wave of English metal. Um, You're not a big power metal fan. No, I'm not. Um, not, not, you know, the galloping... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> just... Doesn't doesn't do it for me. Doesn't tickle my fancy. That's okay. But um, a lot of people, musicians, I respect, fucking adore Iron Maiden. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing things about their live show. Mm. I was at that Soundwave. I went and watched Protest the Hero instead. Which is fine. It's your that's your way choice. more way more my cup of tea. Yes. The singer from Protest the Hero did call all of us wankers or dickheads for watching them instead of Iron Maiden. But, uh, yeah, look. No. What you, I like, even I know the songs off that album and, like, fucking 40 years old, still kicking around. Still producing still, albums. Still performing well as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like fucking Kiss where it's like a fucking schmozzle. Yeah. They're they, still they're propped up like marionettes as, as Kiss. Yeah, somebody's controlling them. They're still doing above. all their shit. Um, but yeah, what an album. Yeah, the big one, fifty oh, half the a century. Five, what do you buy people for their fifty year wedding anniversary? You know, gold. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, Diamonds. I, I survived four years of marriage. That's enough for me. <laughs> <A> um, casket. 
But um, so trauma. Rolling Stone, Exile on the Main Street, uh, Alice Cooper's School's Out, Black Sabbath, Volume Four, David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mars, and Deep Purple's Machine Head. Some iconic mm. albums there. Now, uh, I don't know much of uh, Alice Cooper and that album in particular. I know School's Out is on it. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking good song. <laughs> um, Alice Cooper I would also put in the same uh, category of um, iconic status as Iron Maiden, especially yeah. with their live show or his live show. Mm-hmm. Um when you think about, like, so all these albums came out in 1972. Uh, when you think of Alice Cooper and what he does on stage and mm. him doing that in the 70s. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> woof. Like, fucking respect to that guy. Um, Alice Cooper is one of those, I, I want to call him a band. Um he he's one of those those guys where anytime I hear a song from him, mm. I like it. Yeah, I've never really deep dived on him. From and one of the things I like is anytime I've ever seen him do anything outside of music, he's always been a super nice dude. Yeah, he comes across fucking awesome. Yeah, you can you can get on board with like him as just a person because yeah, I want to be his friend. Yeah, I know he doesn't drink, but I'd I want to have a drink with him. Mm. I'll get him back on the wagon. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy Stardust, some tunes off of that. Obviously, Ziggy Stardust, Starman, um, Moonage Daydream, Suffragette City, mm. some absolute tunes mm. from Mr. Mr. David Bowie. Yep, another another man we've done a deep dive on. Yes, absolutely. Not this album though. But, no, um, but it's still good. Yes, yes. I mean, talking about icons. David Bowie. I yep. think uh, if you want to hear us praise David Bowie for over an hour, you can go listen to that <laughs> deep dive, even though it's not this album, but still. Um, Machine Head, Deep Purple. Yeah. 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 You know what's weird? My ex really likes Deep Purple and is like trying to get the kids into Deep Purple, which I'm okay with, but she has taught them Smoke on the Water. I mean, that's like everyone's first song, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like now like teaching, you know, seven-year-old basic power chords on Smoke on the Water. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I can appreciate that. Yeah. They've also got like Highway Star that's on there, Mm. which is an absolute tune. Yeah. Yeah, another band that kind of I think gets left behind mm-hmm. in the whole metal rock yeah. realm. I think a lot of like when you compare as similar, I'd almost say these days to Black Sabbath, they, everyone of that era just kind of gets lumped in together. Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, uh, Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of lumped in around that point and you're just like, yeah, but they were kind of like their own thing and they were really good. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm- that uh, Jim's dad fucking loves Deep Purple. Mm. I think people who like Deep Purple really like Deep Purple. Oh, yeah. Like I don't think there's many casual. Yeah, there are. I yeah. think it's just like, no, it's it's fucking, what's the drummer's name? Ian, Ian Pace? Ian Pace? 
I think so. Yes. I believe, if my memory serves me correct. Um, he's a great drummer. He's a great drummer. But, yeah, everyone seems to be Deep Purple. Yeah, Ian yeah. Pace. Yeah. Woo. Oh, with guitarist Richie Blackmore. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Black Sabbath, Volume 4. Good. I've got the long sleeve <laughs> album, album of tea, long sleeve tea album words. <laughs> Here's the concussion playing in, guys. <laughs> We're, seeing it unfold. We're seeing it unfold in real time. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I bought their long sleeve tea of that album cover at their show because mm. it's just an iconic cover. Yeah. It's a and there's a couple of good tracks on there. Changes, Snowblind, mm, um, some really good tracks on there. But yeah, <sighs> yeah, big five ha- Happy birthday to all, all those bands. Mm. All those bands are now, you know, mortalized by being on this podcast, and so you're all going to know them better, <laughs> and you're going to go check them out. And yeah. if you don't, well, Simon will have strong words to say once he comes out of a dark room. <laughs> um, so we'll quickly list off some of our favorite. Second albums. Sophomore. Sophomore. <laughs> Some of our favourite sophomore uh, albums by yeah. particular artists. You want to throw a couple off the list that you really enjoyed? All right. I mean, so we'll go like Marshall Mathers LP. I just said before about pretty much that got me into rap. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic album at this point. Ben's Radiohead. <laughs> Yes. Great second album. Absolutely. Um, uh, one of both our favourites. I know you quite enjoy it, Toxicity, mm-hmm. System of a Down. Yes. What, what got me into System of a Down. Mm-hmm. Um, an album with Deep Dive, Demon Days, Gorillas. Another very, very, very good album. Very, 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 very good album. Gorilla, uh, the Gorillas are still trying to swim out of Splendour in the Grass as we speak. <laughs> uh, Science, Incubus. Yeah, you kind of forget that that's their second album. Mm, yeah, so Everyone kind of thinks, oh, it's their first one. Well, yeah. actually. Yeah, I think it's because the first one, I mean, the first one's good, but it's very rough around the edges and very, mm-hmm. well, we, e- we're trying to be Chili Peppers. Very EP-ish as well in, yeah. this, in its sound. Yeah, in its production. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, well, I'll talk about one that I know you won't. In mm-hmm. Love and Death, The Used. Um, the Used were like my whole fucking life for a while. <laughs> I absolutely adore the first four albums of The Used. But in particular, this is probably their biggest album in Love and Death. Um, Caught Fire, Take It Away, um, All That I Got. It's got all, you know, their really big singles off of it. Um, we used to cover sound effects and overdramatics. Uh, look, they're just, they're just a fucking phenomenal band. Um, for some reason, everyone goes on about My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. It's the used. The used are better. Um, but fucking for a second album, they just knocked it out of the park, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely adore that album. I, yeah, I've never been a used guy and that's that's fine. But, you know, I know how much you appreciate and love them. Yes, I do. I very much do. Yeah. I've left a couple of big ones out for you to to go through. 
Uh, obviously, one of the couple of two of the most quintessential albums for different genres, Iowa by Slipknot. Uh, not I- Iowa, as Iowa. Simon will say. Uh, Nevermind, Nirvana. Mm. Probably mm. the biggest second album. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, uh, that I can think of. It's fucking huge. Changed the face of music in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, yep. I've spoken about my love for yeah. Nirvana. Yep. Uh, we've got Sound Awake by Carnival, mm. which I still, and we have this discussion all the time, I think it's the best album mm-hmm. they produced. However, you're firmly of the belief of Thamata. Um I think th- I'm too. I think the is my favourite, but I think Sound Awake's the best album. Yeah. But I can understand. Like I, if somebody said, oh, Thamata's better, I'm like, well, I can see that. I'm yeah, not I, I'm not going to argue with anyone yeah. if they pick them too. If they said a symmetry, I'd be like, mm, are you sure? Yeah. But um, let's sit down. Let's have a chat, you know. I mean, we get to see him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm. Them and uh, the alt rights, that'll be good fun. Yeah. <laughs> you had me going there because <laughs> the band opening is alt. Yeah, I <laughs> and I was like, ah, uh, uh, okay, uh, got you. Um, but yeah, there's some other big ones. Uh, significant Other, mm. Limp Biscuit. Hell of an album. Hell of an album that pushed. That took new metal into a Different area. I don't think it. That was the album that set it set new metal into the stratosphere. I would put that down as follow the leader. Yeah, I would. I could agree with that. I think follow the leader really fucking cracked it commercially. Um, if my memory serves me right, that was before significant other. Um, but significant uh, other took it to a different place. It made it. I don't know. It kind of almost made it cool because it kind of started to bridge a few gaps between other groups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not American and we don't have jocks and nerds here, but it seemed to, looking at the rest of the world, it seemed to bring in all these jocks and Mm -hmm. we've gone really American this fucking episode. But, (laughs) um, yeah, for better or worse, it Mm -hmm. really opened the the door to all that. To a lot of different people. Mm. But yeah, uh, fucking brilliant album. Uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Mm-hmm. You've Come a Long Way, Baby by Fatboy Slim. Second album. Yeah. Oof. Huge album. It was actually just, I think it was playing while I was at work. Today. It was that, um, you know, some of the tracks off there. So like right yeah. now, right about now, The Funk's Old Brother. Mm-hmm. Check it out now. Funk's Old Brother. Yep. Uh, but some absolute fucking tunes off of that album. Yep. Um, Fatboy Slim is fucking in heaven. Yeah. You can listen to any of our dance or electronic episodes to hear. How much we, how much we <laughs> thoroughly enjoy Fatboy Slim. <laughs> and that album. Yeah. Um, and because it's our birthday and I fucking love this band, Beards, Beards, Beards by The Beards. Hey. What a fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to, I didn't want to spoil your party. But you, you, that's no, I respect to them. Absolutely. It's the- They've had two more albums than I've had. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like great band, great band. Oh, and just amazing live. Um, you know. A couple of big ones we've missed. If your dad doesn't have a beard, you've got two mums. Send Beard's Remstone. Beards don't kill people. People with beards kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Send Sook by Remstone. Uh, 
Huge album. Oh, amazing album. Huge album. Massive, massive album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Downward Spiral, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not the biggest Nine Inch Nails fan, but that album is fucking mm. brilliant. And possibly the album that really kick-started everything is Paranoid, Black Sabbath. Mm. Second album, Paranoid, boom, eat that. Yeah, I could definitely... So much came from that album. Mm-hmm. So many bands inspired by it. Uh, what it created. Mm. Fucking awesome. All the bands we listen to wouldn't be here because of Black Sabbath. 100%. 100%. So just a few of our favourites to mm-hmm. celebrate that are celebrating their second best album yep. on our second birthday. <laughs> That's how we're going to work it out. That's how we're doing <laughs> it. Um, but as Always, we very much love to know what you think. Uh, you can contact us at facebook.com slash ultra of noise. I had to remember what our thing was <laughs> for a second there. Uh, you can check out Simon's band at facebook.com slash the unset. You've got a gig coming up soon. We do have a gig coming up. Do you want to do you want to plug it? Uh, sure. Fowlers uh, supporting the legendary Mark of Cain. Yeah. Yeah. Going a bit old school punk. Um, should be a good night. They've sold out their their show at the Gov. This is the second show. Um, you know, fucking legends, really. Yeah. Absolute legends. So definitely come check us out. Stick around for is this, the... Is this your first time playing at Fowlers? Yes, this is my first time playing at Fowlers. Oh, look at you moving up in the world. Yeah. But Kick it's it not, off the list. But it's not called Fowlers anymore, is it? It's called Lions Art Factory. Yeah. Did I call it Fowlers? You did call it Fowlers. My Repeatedly. <laughs> Lions Art Factory. Lions Art Factory. Yeah. If you type in Fowlers, it will just come up with Lions Art Factory. <laughs> it knows what we're talking about. <laughs> it knows what we're talking about. Um, but yes, by all means, if you can get tickets, go to it because it should be a hell of a gig. Yeah, come. Yeah. Uh, and you can check me out streaming at twitch.tv slash maddogwilesy. I haven't streamed in about a month because... I haven't been in front of a computer. <laughs> I've had a crappy little laptop that I can't do anything with. Lovely. Oh, the facilities were just shit. Anyway, thank you very much for the last two years, guys. Thank you. We very much appreciate it. We appreciate all the kind words. We appreciate all the insults. Um, it just means, you know, a bunch when people connect with us. Mm. So but uh, we are finishing off the Big Day Out Festival. Yes, yes. We well, just we wanted to get this out. The, yeah. our, on our birthday week. It is coming out, It's guys. coming. Just it's relax, coming. you know. Josh We're, is still just trying to work out how to spell Fat Boy Slim. There's a, it's P-H-A-T. <laughs> of course it is. Exactly. Um, and it's B-O-I. Boy. Fat boy. Fat boy. <laughs> uh, but, yes, thank you very much for listening, guys. Stay safe and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Beep, beep,